Hey, I'm Alicia Bake. I'm Jen Greenfield. And I'm Jen Tifoni. VO Booth Besties listen to the questions you have. We find pros in the know to help you learn. And connect with our amazing VO community. Welcome, Welcome to, to VO, VO Booth, Booth Besties. Besties. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to VO Booth Besties. Like our intro said, we're here to help working voice actors get your most important questions answered by industry pros who know. Each week, we'll have a new topic and a guest speaker who is an expert on that topic. Speaking of which, we want to be sure you're all current on all the awesome speakers and exciting things we have coming up. So we're creating an email distro list. If you want to get on it, just head over to boothbesties.com and shoot us a message with your email. A quick bit of housekeeping, in order to stay on topic and get as many of your questions answered as we can, we're actually going to keep the hand raising turned off. However, the chat will remain open, and this week, I will be monitoring that. Now, without further ado, let's meet our guest. Over to you, JT. Guests. Thanks, NJ. Guests. Guests. <laughs> this week, we are thrilled to have Tim Friedlander back with us, along with Karen Gilfrey. Karen is an award-winning voice actress, singer, and producer. She's the vice president of the National Association of Voice Actors, NAVA, the co-chair of the Vocation Conference, and the founder of Voice Actors of NYC. Karen works in nearly every genre of voiceover, including commercial, audiobooks, video games, corporate narration, in-show narration, medical narration, and more. Her past and current clients include CVS, FedEx, Volkswagen, Citibank, Pfizer, and so many others. Karen Guilfrey began her career as a singer. She holds degrees in music from JSC and Juilliard. This is the real deal. <laughs> We're lucky that she joined us and didn't continue singing. She's performed with the New York City Opera, the Los Angeles Opera, the Santa Fe Opera, the Theater de la Châtelet, I don't do French, the Theater du Châtelet, and many more. She is the mom of two little girls, ages five and three. Tim is an award-winning L.A.-based voice actor, studio owner, advocate, and educator. He's best known for his work on Hunter x Hunter, One Punch Man, and as Longcaster in Ace Combat 7. Most recently, you can find Tim as the voice of the Pro Bull Riders Association on CBS. How much fun is that? Aries in the Netflix show Record of Ragnarok, and as the English voice of Navin in the dub of The Foreigners, as well as the voice of Toymakers and as the American voice of the Morphe Sleep Aid device. Located in the Hollywood area, Tim works out of Sandbox, LA. And as of 2022, Tim is the founder and president of NAVA, the National Association of Voice Actors, as well as co-owner and editor of the VoiceOver Resource Guide. Over to you, AB. All right, you guys, that is, that is a lot. <laughs> Thanks for having us. That's our spare time. We're happy yeah. to be yeah. here. Yeah, our, our real, our real lives are doing Nava now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you're not working. <laughs> that is, we are so excited to have you. You have so many irons in the fire, and I don't even think I'm aware of half of them. But that is, we're going to talk about some of them tonight and air it all out. So let's do it. What seems to have made the biggest wave recently is NAVA, the National Association of Voice Actors. So tell us, guys, what's the story behind NAVA? How'd you come up with the idea? Mm, that is a, you want me to take this one, Karen, or you want this one? You may. You take it. <laughs> um, you know, we, we originally started as um, primarily as a 501c3 to handle the Brad Venable um, scholarship and uh, donations that we have been doing. Uh, for the last couple of years, uh, Karen had been doing a kind of a similar thing through voice actors of NYC, and we wanted to find a way to explore getting that off of our personal books and become, you know, an actual 501c3 that we could handle it. Once we did that, we realized that we actually could put together, basically turn what we've been doing in our Facebook groups into an association and kind of expand on what we've been doing in the Facebook realm and take it into the, into kind of more of the real world. Then we discovered that there might be a possibility of offering um, access to healthcare for freelance voice actors, which we then were able to off and suddenly um, have uh, kind of jumped in with both feet into the uh, the AI discussion. Um, but that's kind of that's kind of how we got to where we are today. And that was about, you know, we launched in November. So we've come a long ways in a few well, months. Well, we officially launched in November. <laughs> officially launched in November, I would yes. say Tim and I have been working on this for 
uh, over a year. Yeah. More, yeah like yeah. maybe close to two years. A couple years. But the there, official yeah. opening of membership was in November. Yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So for anybody who's brand new to understanding what Nava is all about, you gave a really great overview right now. What would you say your biggest goals are besides health insurance? You know, health insurance, you know, it, it kind of became the the headline when we launched, but it wasn't at all our our initial um, main goal. Currently, you know, action education, um, advocacy and benefits. Um, I, I get those all messed up. We have our four pillars of things that we're trying to go for. Action being number one, because we just specifically want to be, I think our, our main goal is to be out there and be active and and act upon things that we hear a lot of people talking about that don't actually get acted upon and we're kind of trying to find a to get a, a way to get ourselves into into those situations that we can advocate for voice actors in whatever capacity that's that's going to look look like you know we we are not a union Correct. on purpose mm -hmm. we are a professional association and what's great about that is that you know, SAG-AFTRA is a huge organization. Uh, many, many, many members of our board are, are SAG-AFTRA members and are kind of, you know, people who do things in SAG-AFTRA. Um, and it's wonderful to have a group of voice actors uh, get together and figure out what we need so that we can approach SAG-AFTRA and say like, hey, so these are our concerns. We know that you have a bunch of on-camera actors and all different kinds of actors. This is what the voice actors are talking about and what we need you to think about. And then and then have them kind of pay more attention to us and just have it nicely laid out. And then for the non-union voice actors, there's no kind of central place for everyone to get good information and figure out stuff about AI and get good. You know, uh, we have free classes for members and things like that. So it's kind of like a like a good consortium of people who work in all aspects of the industry trying to figure out how we all navigate this job and move forward with everything that's changing in the world. I love it. That's actually kind of one of the reasons that we wanted to start VO Booth Besties is we were a little bit frustrated with the lack of kind of cohesive information that was readily accessible to everybody. And it sounds like Navo is on, on the same page on that. Yeah, I think information, having good information out there is incredibly important. And then that's also why Jamie Muffet and I started Vocation is that the, we wanted a, a conference and a place for, you know, people to be able to come and learn about just the business aspect of voiceover because a lot of us who become voice actors have like theater backgrounds or opera backgrounds. Like we don't know how to do spreadsheets and <laughs> negotiate for better rates and and use engineering equipment, et cetera, et cetera. So, and that stuff is so much of our day to day. So that's kind of, that's kind of the, the idea behind it is good information is good. And the more good information there is out there from people who are re reputable, the better off we're all going to be. Exactly. I love it. I like that you you briefly mentioned four pillars. And it sounds like that the first two that I can remember because my brain sometimes uh, are action and then advocacy. And it sounds like the action kind of being active in the community is leading to directly to the advocacy. Is that kind of how you see things? Yeah, I, I, I think that's all, you know, th there is a reason we put action first. So it's action, education, inclusion and benefits. And inclusion, all of that kind of falls under the advocacy banner, I think. But um, you know, there, you know, you, you can't, you can't have action without advocacy. I don't think that there's, or you can't have advocacy, effective advocacy without action. Um, and so, you know, we 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 want to just kind of be there to to be the people who can who can step in and answer questions and be the ones to take a, take the lead on things when. There may not be somebody in that in that realm who can do it or, you know, just others who, um, you know, between Karin and I and the different groups that we have, we see a lot of a, we have a lot of eyes on the industry in a way that, that some other people don't. And that's kind of, you know, between the board members that we have, we really tried to find um, a way to get as much of the industry represented in our board as possible so that we could have as many of these blind spots covered. Um, so that we could advocate for those areas that don't may not necessarily get advocated for. 
Yeah. I, uh, I'm curious before Nava, mm-hmm. um, because I'm not part of SAG-AFTRA. Um, I live in a right to work state, so it hasn't been mm-hmm. particularly important to me. What kind of advocacy for voice actors existed before Nava in terms of SAG-AFTRA, where someone was speaking up and saying, hey, mm-hmm. is there any, was there any voice for <laughs> voice actors? <laughs> you know, within SAG-AFTRA, um, you know, not so much until the last few years or so. I think it kind of kicked in with the video game strike in 2016. But up until 2017 or 2018, there wasn't even a voiceover department in SAG-AFTRA. Um, they have, you know, I think they've done a really great job of seeing the importance that's there. The voiceover department in SAG-AFTRA is still, is still small. Um, and, you know, they're only going to advocate for union members. So there is a huge, massive part of the industry, 80, 90 percent of the industry, if not more, who are not um, union affiliated and don't really have anybody advocating for for them. Um, you know, there, there's been some other, you know, there's been Facebook groups. Um, there's been Wovo, which has been around for 10 years and has done, a, you know, started off doing a really great job and has um, worked in very specific parts of the voiceover industry that, that we don't. Um, that they we can kind of parallel with them, um, but there are there's been nobody really to stand up to maybe some of the pay to play sites that there's been issues with, or currently with some of the AI sites, or to advocate for voiceover as an as a whole as an industry made up of union, non union, and FICOR members. I love that bringing it all together. That's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> so. Tell us a little bit more about the um, I, one of the questions that has been brought up to us when we mentioned that we were going to be discussing uh, Nava was what what's the difference between Nava and Wovo and and should I join both? Should I just join one? What it, you know, it seems like you're saying that you have some roles and they have some roles. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I think people should be a member of both. There's there's benefits to both of these. Um, there's you know, we we nava is kind of not work you know we work with with sag aftra in a way that wovo um does not work with in in that same capacity there's um a lot of their work is connecting um their talent with buyers which is something that we don't do we're not you know we're not in the business of getting our actors our talent business um and and we work you know we work a lot in kind of this ai video game commercial realm um, and Wovo, while they advocate for for all parts of the industry, um, a lot of their focus is kind of you know um, narration, corporate, industrial, some of the other non broadcast sites um, stuff, which we're not you know that's not something that we're experts in. So having access to both of these groups, I think, is a benefit to everybody. And the more groups we have that are supported and can be supportive of the industry, the better. And the other thing is Wovo is a a world organization. So they have a lot of international talents. We do allow people from the rest of the world to join Nava Mm -hmm. if they want, but we are the national association of voice actors, national meaning United States. So we're focusing more on U S issues and not global issues. And, and that, you know, and then that's a great, you know, a great way to fill in those gaps. You know, if you are an international talent, you know, join, you can join both groups and find benefit um, in both those capacities. Awesome. Like more, more resources is always a good Absolutely. thing, right? So tell us about what it takes to qualify for Nava membership. Karen, you want to grab, you want to take that one? Yes. Although my daughter's telling me that her balloon. Popped. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> oh no. no. <laughs> um, so in order to be a member of Nava, all you have to do is go to our website, fill out an application. You do have to be a professional voice actor. Now, what that means is you have to give us, you answer a few questions, but then the most important step is the most important step is that you have to give three to five supporting links that show that you are a professional voice actor. So that could be your online casting profile. It could be your name on your agent's website. It could be your own website. It could be, you know, a link to your work, but it's just three to five supporting links that show that you are a voice actor. And part of the reason why we've done that is um, for uh, health insurance reasons. Not everyone has to be um, on the health insurance plan. Of course, it's definitely very optional. 
Sorry. <laughs> Don't apologize. You got to blow the balloon up. It's, it's very, it's very optional. Very optional. It, it is very optional. Um, but, um, but, uh, I know I lost my train of thought because of the balloon. About, uh, health insurance and uh, being optional. <laughs> oh, right, right. We, in order for us to qualify for this insurance plan, we have to be a professional association of people that all do the same work. So like if you're a plumber, your needs are different from a voice actor. So that's why. Yep. And, and makes perfect yep. sense. And that lets us, you know, and, and, um, you know, as she said, you know, three to five, um, you can show us any examples. If you have referrals to people, sometimes there's people who, you know, you have work that's under NDA or work that hasn't been aired yet. You know, we're, we're, we try and take that. We had to have, we wanted a, a barrier to entry, but not a, not an impossible barrier to entry, but we had to have something to maintain the, you know, as best as we can, the professional level of the members. Right. Okay. And just for those listening, um, can you tell us what is included in the membership? Sure. Absolutely. So what we've got um, right now, the main, the, the main, again, the kind of the headline is um, once you become a member, you instantly have access to a national healthcare plan. Um, and that's something that that's only available to members. We have uh, member discounts. We have a, a 15 or 16 um, partners that are offering discounts. We have uh, Real Voice LA is offering discounts on their classes. Um, Voice Draw is offering discounts on Voice Draw. Um, we've got other um, other groups in there. Um, there's some uh, some business groups in in um, kind of voiceover business groups that are offering discounts in New York about how to set up CRMs and business advice and things along those lines. Um, and then we have um, member only classes, and which we're trying, which we're bringing in. Um, special guests to provide classes only for um which is included in the membership uh actually tomorrow night we have our first one with, with maria pendolino is going to be our first uh member exclusive um uh class tomorrow night and uh beyond that then we have certain things we've tried to to offer as much as possible um open to the entire vo community currently the main thing that we're offering there is our um ai synthetic um, voices page which has a lot of information about how to navigate the synthetic world as well as um, our AI synthetic writer that um, that anybody is welcome to take off the website and implement into their own contracts that they would like. That's fabulous. I mean, really, if you even take one class, you've it's yeah. almost paid for its membership. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And our membership, you know, our membership is one twenty a year. Um, we wanted to, you know, we needed to make it try and find a balance. We're all, you know, we're all voice actors. We have all come into this with you know from the very beginning of trying to scrape together as much funds to be able to just take a class here and there so you know we know we know the struggle of trying to do this in a way that doesn't break the bank um so we try to make it you know cost effective for people and that's 120 for the entire year that gets you for you know and that gets you access to all of the membership to the healthcare, and to any of the um the member classes only exclusive classes Awesome. Can we dive a little deeper into what the health insurance looks like? Sure. Um, I got a little preview watching a, a mm -hmm. interview that you did on a different sure. platform. And yeah, yeah. so just, yeah, just walk us through like what the various levels are and what the cost is. And Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, um, so we got four levels. There are, um, just to make sure I have, let me pull up the page so we have all the information. We have there are two um, kind of MEC plans that are minimum coverage plans that will um, that are, are all ACA compliant. So you could be on those plans and that will cover you for um, any um, uh, tax uh, things you might get. And then we have um, a bronze and a silver plan, which are um, kind of the more full featured plans. And those um, are, these are all national plans, meaning that if you live in New York and you come to Los Angeles, you, you could still be in network. Our network is um, the same network as um, as Cigna. So okay. you can look for the Cigna healthcare plan and you can find um, access to the same to the same providers. Um, we are this is a, um, a a corporate sponsored plan, meaning we have um, we have a corporate sponsor who is um, ensuring the plans stay um, stay viable and um, because of the slight difference, because it's a corporate plan, there are some some slight differences in the way that that the plans are laid out. They look slightly different um, than what you would find in like Blue Cross or Blue Shield. They they operate the same. They have the same services, 
um, but there are different limitations um, as with any healthcare plan you'll find um, you want to make sure you look at it to make sure that your provider is covered that the services you need if it's specialized are covered um, under that and the bottom plan um, the which we call the ease primary plan is 139 a month and the ease silver plan which is the very top tier plan is 684 a month that's per person um, and what's great about these plans though is that you can add a spouse and your children to it and that they can just they can be added to your plan so for example the ease silver plan which is the very very top level plan you could have an entire family of four five or six and your your rate would be twelve hundred and fifty two dollars sorry twelve hundred and thirty two dollars a month for a family of four or five wow. um, and that's pretty substantial um for that you know they're you know one of the things that that we really want people to do is is shop around this is going to be a great plan for a lot of people and for some people it won't be the right plan but for those who are in between you know who are in between plans or you don't qualify for sag after a health insurance or you lost a job or really one of the things that we really advocate for is somebody who's staying in a job purely for the the access to health care this is a possibility for you to move into voice acting sooner this is a possibility that if that one thing is is tethering you down to that job this might be a possibility for you to to get out to get out from under that job um we do have um i would definitely recommend this on our website we have three reps who are our our dedicated reps if anybody's interested in the healthcare please reach out to them and make sure that you are 100% clear on what the plans offer what they cover and how how things are covered um because we just want to make sure everybody is fully educated on this um we've had a ton of people somebody just signed up last week for this plan um she said you know i've been been without health insurance for 3 months and i was able to bring my my son and i on to healthcare and now we have healthcare for the first time in months and that's you know, that's really why, why we're doing this. So Tim, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but our yeah. open enrollment period is now closed. Correct. Open, Unless yes. you have a qualifying life event, you can't join the plan correct. right now. Correct. If you have a, a, a qualifying health um, life event, which is on the website, there are 13 qualifying life events that the um, government lays out as, as um, qualifying events. And you can then uh, join the healthcare at that point after a 30-day wait it's similar to if you were to change companies there's a 30-day waiting period after you become a nava member before even with the qualifying um qualifying event so okay so it's something to plan for unless you have a qualifying event it's something to think about for next year correct to think about for next year um is also a possibility um, we're looking at a second round of open enrollment in april um oh. so there's a possibility that will happen if anybody's interested they can reach out to us and we can add you to that to that new list of of um possible enrollment in april um so that would be um, open in april with a effective start date in may um but that so that would be if you're on the newsletter or just sort of on the newsletters you'll get information about that that's awesome i know that that it is definitely a barrier for entry to the voiceover world to not have access yeah. to healthcare, and and dropping that barrier is is a powerful yeah. gift you're giving to the voiceover community yeah um so speaking of gifts yeah. to the voiceover community, I know mm -hmm. I, I heard some hints of plans and things that you want to have in place for scholarships or things to give mm -hmm. back. Can you talk to us a little bit more about what you want to see accomplished? Sure. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, we um, we originally started with um, received kind of some funding from Bev Standing and Rob Siglampaglia, um, which became kind of the, the foundation of, of NAVA. Um, last year, and we turned right around and used that to provide three scholarships to um, to to VO Atlanta um, last year, which included full airfare and everything. Over the last couple of years, Karn and I have both um, provided um, funds to people throughout the year—a couple hundred dollars here and there, hundred fifty dollars here and there—out um, of this fund. Um, we are currently um, not established yet to be able to do that again. Uh, but that's something where we will we are working on to have ready in the next few months. We are providing scholarships to a couple of um, uh, a couple of educational scholarships later in the year to some conventions um, that we will announce uh, at some point, but not not yet. Uh, but those will be coming down the line, um, and then hopefully, um, as we become more established in the five hundred one c three, moving into a five hundred one c three status puts um, some very specific limitations and. Um, um preparation that we have to get in place before we can start giving out donations and scholarships so that's currently what we're still in the middle of um of establishing so it's getting all the the t's and <clears throat> i's dotted and yep 
Yep, all of that. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, everything we are, a 501c3, we're public, you know, public record, what are um, everything that we do. So we have to make sure that we're doing this properly. And that's getting ourselves established, um, you know, state and federal to be able to handle this, handle it correctly, which we're, we're um, for the most part, are, are completed with, we just aren't able to yet um, give out donations currently. I um, was really interested to hear in in the other interview that all of the donations and things that you guys had accepted previously, you had to take mm-hmm. through your own personal accounts and pay taxes on them. And mm-hmm. and I just want to say on behalf of the rest of the community, how much we appreciate that, the the effort that goes mm-hmm. into that mm-hmm. and the the time and the money on your own personal accounts is it's very appreciated by us. So well, but, I mean, it, it, it yeah. needed to be done and we both had the ability to do it. So I think we both, you know, saw something we, we could do and we did it. You know, COVID was, I mean, the beginning of COVID, the lockdown, everybody like losing their support jobs and everything was yeah. really, really hard for a lot of people. And I just felt, I'm sure all of us did, uh, so helpless. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. there's nothing I can do. I'm just right. here in my like, I can't even go out and, like, bring my friends groceries if I want. Like, <laughs> right. I can't do anything. So um, being able to do something, I have to say, felt really good personally. Um, and I, I, it almost feels like, I don't know, I did, we did what we could when we couldn't do anything else. And that's, yeah. that's what came out of it. So, yeah. yeah. I love that. We did what we could when we couldn't do anything else. And it does feel good to give back. Um, but it sounds like that's one of the main reasons you that you needed the 501c3 sat- status was to be able to, you know, do this the the, mo- the more official way and make yeah. it all. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely, you know, it was just, we, we, we could do this for, for a while, but at, at some point it becomes untenable to be able to keep doing, you know, keep doing yeah. it the way we were doing it, so. So can you tell me more about what the, um, you referenced pathways in the past. Yeah. Um, what is, what is that? Tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. Uh, the pathways committee, this is something that we're, um, you know, we've, we've launched, we launched at the very beginning. There are the voiceover voiceover industry is not just a binary path of union, non-union there. It all crosses over It all kind of, it all intersects, it all it, it impacts the other parts of the industry. And we really wanted to put together something that would be able to lay out the pathways forward for for new voice actors. Becoming uh, becoming a union actor has ramifications on your career. Staying non-union has ramifications. Going FICOR has ramifications. And all of those things are things that that people don't, unfortunately, get educated about until it becomes the point where they either have to join the union or they have to make a choice. And a lot of times that that choice is is rushed or it's done without fully understanding what what this exactly means to go to go this direction so we wanted to provide a pathways committee you could you can reach out on the website there's um a calendar link and you can just reach out and make an appointment 15 minute appointment to talk with somebody on one of the in in one of the pathways about you know what does this mean i'm interested in going union well okay great what does this mean for your clients you have now or i'm interested in staying non-union great this what does it what does this mean for the kind of clients you can go after in the future and you know what does all this mean five years or ten years down the line yeah yeah because it's such an individual thing too right like each each person i i personally am ficor i've been very open about it um but uh, a lot of people, they they live in a place where they can't openly be FICOR um, because it will have, you know, ramifications on their career. And or there are people that really just don't need to join the union because the kind of work that they're doing in voiceover is not very union heavy anyway. So there's there's really no need to even worry about it. And there are people that would would benefit greatly from being full union members because they want to do animation and video games and things that that are very union heavy genres. So it's such an individual thing. And the more uh, we can talk to people individually and kind of tell them what each pathway looks like, then they can make the best choice for them. I love this kind of bringing all of the different aspects of voiceover together instead of dividing, like, oh, you're either union or you're non-union or you're a narrator or you're a voice actor or you're a voice, you know, we all label each other and and kind of separate. And this Nava sort of brings all of that into one place. 
that's kind of it's kind of it, it's what it's kind of what's been happening in you know my my workout groups here in LA at Gardner Street and the Gardner Facebook groups and the in the the voice actors NYC groups is that we've been you know the, these groups have been voice actors first and then um, you know union status or professional level status after that and I think that's there's a lot to be lot to be learned. Um, you know, union voice actors can learn a lot from non-union voice actors. They're entirely different businesses and the way they operate. And non-union voice actors can look at some of the things that the union does to ensure, um, you know, ensure safety of rates, ensure making sure things are safe on on in the studio and things along those lines. We all can learn from each other and learning how to navigate. You know, if you if your choice is to go FICOR, how do you navigate that that particular choice in the community that you live in? Is it going? You know, is it going to be is what you should you look out for as you as you progress through your through your um, through your career? I'm going to step in real quick, if you don't mind. Um, we are at the half hour mark, so we're going to do a quick room reset. If you've just joined us, we are VO Booth Besties. Our goal is to help working actors get their most important questions answered by voiceover industry pros who know. Tonight, we're joined by Tim Friedlander and Karen Gilfrey, and we're discussing their new initiative, the National Association of Voice Actors, or NAVA. Um, thank you for being here. And I know Alicia said it, but just to, you guys have done so, so much work behind the scenes to get all of this together for us. And we just so appreciate everything really. You're welcome. Yeah. Tim deserves a medal really because (laughs) Tim, (laughs) Tim is, Tim is literally in meetings at like every single day, including on the weekends with someone or someone else, sometimes two meetings a day, um, talking to various people from other countries about how they handle AI and talking to reporters and figuring out what our education plan is going to look like and figuring out what the Pathways Initiative is going to look like. And I, I feel happy to be like kind of the sounding board and to be there helping helping him. But Tim really like Sorry to call you out, Tim, but I'm sending you a hug through through Clubhouse thank you, to thank say you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, thank you. This is all, you know, this is this is something that we've done. And I think, you know, I think, you know, Karen, I think you'll agree with this, is that this has been kind of built on the needs of the community. And both you and I just saw what what the different different groups needed that we were dealing with every day, you know, and we stepped up in 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 the best ways that we knew how to do that. Um and you know, I mean, you know, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be here without your help either. So you know, um, so. you both get big hugs. We you get, both big, get hugs. big hugs. Yeah, now we do. Yeah, we do. And you know, well, and, I... and from the board, we have a great, you know, we have a great board. That you know, one thing I that I that I kind of point out every once in a while is that not a single person on our board even um, even hesitated to say yes. It was pretty much a hey, so we're doing this thing. Do you want to join? Yes. We didn't even get to the point where we even really had to explain what it was. Everybody, you know, the people who who have stepped up to help us saw the same the same things that we did, um, and that and that really I think speaks a lot to the to the the unified need that I guess we see in the community, but also to the you know the fact that this community is very supportive and and is always willing to step up and um, and help out when the when the need arises. Yeah, um, Jen. NJ put in the chat, see a need, fill a need. And that, that seems yep. like what's, you know, yeah, that yeah. you guys saw a need and, and mm. you stepped up to fill it. Yep. Um, speaking of NJ, do we mm. have any questions from the chat you want to bring out? Well, yes. So we had one question that was, will there be an option? I mostly wrote it down. Mm. Yeah. Will from, there be um, Alexander, Alexander? There you go. An option yep. for producers, casting directors, project owners, et cetera, to join Nava. Mm. Uh, yes, at some point right now, um, we mainly, you know, maybe do mainly do the healthcare. We had to keep it as, um, singular focused on, on voice actors as possible. Um, but we will, um, later this year, possibly, um, have, have, um, ability for those who in, in kind of peripheral parts of the, of, you know, voiceover adjacent to become a part of the, part of the association. Okay, great. Uh, MJ, I have a question probably very specific to me as I've been working mostly in the LATAM VO environment. Can I still mm-hmm. apply to be a NAVA member if I don't have a website? I think you covered that. Yeah, but maybe absolutely. Just... Yep, absolutely. Uh, yes. Yeah, we're, we're working. Uh, we've got, a, we've, uh, got a, a, quite a few uh, members in Columbia who have joined us recently. Um, we're kind of working with, um, with South America. We had a meeting with 
um, the Voice Actors Association from Madrid today, and we're talking with um, in the next couple of weeks uh, groups in Kenya, Nigeria. Um, so you know, we want to try and help help them in those in their parts of their country find find help as well. But the website's not 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 necessary. You know, something you know, Netflix show or you know, a reference from somebody who can you know just show that you you're working. That's that's great. All right. Um, has the union recognized Nava? Do they have a, an opinion about what you're doing if they have? Yeah, you know, we, we've got um, myself, Zeke Alton, and many of the people are on um, on various committees in in SAG after they are they know about us. We've uh, presented our um, you know what Nava does to them, and they're supportive of what of what we're doing on behalf of the voice actors. Excellent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, let me look. I think that was it. What I wanted to ask you guys, I'm going to jump yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. Will you be at VO Atlanta if people want to actually talk to you in person, maybe get a little more information? Mm-hmm. Both of us will be there. Yes, we will be there. Um, We're doing a bunch yep. of different things <laughs> exactly. individually, but also mm-hmm. Nava has a booth, right? Yep. Yeah, we have a booth. Um, I'm, I'm actually, I, I'm doing a presentation on pathways. I'm actually going to do, a, my, my main presentation is about the pathways. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the novel will have a booth there. We'll have Carnell be there and we're, we'll have a couple reps from, uh, members, uh, board members from Nava as well. Your pathway session, is it an X session, Tim? Uh, no, that's actually a main session. My, I'm doing an X session on how to convert, um, called yes, you can converting non-union to union work. Um, but my main, my main session is going to be the pathways discussion. Exciting. Awesome. Alicia, where is the, where, um, so where, where is this pathway? Is this a, I'm not trying to sound silly. Is this a PDF? Is this a, uh, no, it's on the, let me see the website. If you go into resources, it should say pathways initiative and actually I'm on the website right now. Let me just I know I'm going to do it too. <laughs> resources and, uh, pathways initiative. And let me just take a look and see. So I also happen to update the website for us as well. So I'll make sure the website's working right. Um, we're doing a little QC while we're... Yeah, exactly. Pathways Initiative. And then there's a... Yeah, there's a, it says make an appointment at the top. And you can just click on that and make an appointment. Right now, it's... You oh, know, I see. Yeah, It's not lo- like you've laid out a document of... Not currently yet. No, oh, that's, okay, that's okay. in the process. Um, okay. That's something that we're working on that will be... Um, that'll be part of the presentation in... Um, at VO Atlanta right now, this is such a personal, there's so many different options that the best way we've found to handle this is to make an appointment, speak with somebody and get some, you know, some very kind of, uh, unique ideas about what it is, you know, where you are and what, what it is that you can do going forward. That makes Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a silly question. How long did it take you to come up with National Association of Voice Actors. <laughs> like five seconds. I five think. seconds. Because oh, it, it wasn't yeah. like, yeah, it wasn't like Bovo or some. No, know? I mean, I think Tim <laughs> and I, we floated maybe Nova or uh, yeah, National was, Organization not, of Voice yeah. Actors. Yeah. But Nava just sound, like there's lots of Nova things all over the world. Yeah. There aren't very yeah. many Nava things. Yeah. And so Nava to, to, I think both of us was just like the. Done. Yeah. Yeah. We were like, done. Nava. It's yep. Nava. Moving Done. on. Yeah. The, the <laughs> logo took another another five seconds. Oh, yeah. So that it. was it. So isn't yeah. it the best when things just fall into place? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Again, speaking of yeah, speaking of a uh, uh, Latin American voiceover, we're hoping we're hoping that the Latin American folks over there form Lava. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I love and then, it. And then then we have Guava. I can't remember what that one was. The glo- Global <laughs> Guam- Unified. <laughs> Actors Association of Voice Actors. I don't know. I I like it. You know, Karen, you uh, one of the things that I really liked that you um, spoke to earlier, which I think helps having someone like you, someone like Tim, um, someone who is on different sides of the VO spectrum, meaning you have non-union advocacy, you have FICOR explanations, you have SAG, you know, it, it can, when certainly for folks who are new to the industry, it can be very overwhelming. And you, we've talked about this in other, um, in other clubhouses where you feel like there's this sort of checklist. We don't know who made the checklist up, but there's some checklist. And when voice actors, you know, kind of come onto the stage, they just are like, 
okay, I got to get my SAG card and I got to do these things. And there's just this checklist. But I really like that Nava is going to be able to approach with your courses, with, you know, again, just your background, Tim's background, the board, different people come from different places. They, you know, some people literally don't want to be union. Like they may want to stay non-union. And I think that really lends itself to being a more approachable organization. That's really yeah. where I was going with that. You know, uh, Christian Lance, who is a voice actor that everyone should know. If you don't know him now, you should look him up because he's great. But he said at vocation one year, you know, saying you're a voice actor is kind of like saying you're a driver, which is like, there are Uber drivers and there are Formula One drivers and there are truck drivers and there are every kind of driver that you can imagine. And every single one of those kinds of drivers does kind of the same job, but they do it in completely different industries and have totally different needs. And, and that's what we are. You know, for someone who works in audiobooks all the time, they have completely different needs from someone who, you know, is doing like, I don't know, like, now I can't even think of it like a ton of video games or something, you know, um, or doing a lot of dubbing. That's those are just they're two different kinds of voiceover and each pays differently. Um, so I don't know. We're all we're a group of uh, a motley crew all together <laughs> for <laughs> yeah, one shared so cool. goal. I really love that metaphor a lot. It's a great it's a great way to put it. Uh, Jane had a question in the chat. She wanted to know how many members are in the association now. Four hundred and seventy two. Wow, that's exciting. Yes, yes. And Stephen Blair asked, what initiatives can we do to help our community get rates that elevate what we all make per job? The, yeah, that is a good question. <laughs> um, Karen? If you could just answer that yeah, right here on this yep, clubhouse. Can you just <laughs> fix that? I mean, Solve honestly, that problem? It's funny because we just had a discussion about this in one of our Facebook yeah. groups. To me, rate and fee transparency is so important yeah, talk about it because when you when we all know what each other is earning and quoting for certain kinds of work then if you're quoting below that you know you can quote more and if you're quoting kind of above what the what the rate the going rate is then you know like oh wow like i'm doing pretty well right <laughs> Like mm -hmm. not to say that you should go below, but, but it's important to kind of take the temperature of the industry and to figure out what rates are being charged for what. And so education, fee transparency, yeah. it's all absolutely essential. And, um, and yeah, I, I, I get worried when people say like, don't talk about how much money you're making. Don't talk about rates. Like don't post things about like what your paycheck was for a certain job or whatever. Cause I feel like that goes against what we need to be working towards for the future of our industry. I agree. Well, it's, it's changing in the corporate world too. I mean, follow any recruiters, follow anybody on LinkedIn and they are advocating for post the salary. Don't just say you're going to, you know, you've got this mm -hmm. upcoming job and then this, you know, vagueness after that. So, I mean, this right, is not yeah. just an industry, a VO industry alone initiative. This is something happening across all business. Yeah. And I, th and I think, you know, the, the best thing we can do to, to, to ele elevate the rates is, is to know what, what the rates are, what standard rates are, you know, it's, I don't know. This might be a bad example. I usually use the McDonald's example. You know, you go to McDonald's, a Big Mac, and it costs the same same price as a Big Mac, whether it's whether it's a you know the 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 trainee making it or the manager making it is what you're paying for is the product. This product we're putting out, my the product that I'm going to put out to do a commercial that's going to air in this area for this length of time. That product, that that cost of that is there are um, you know we can kind of look at some standard rates for those. You can look at SAG AFTRA. And see exactly what the union rate is. You can look at the GVAA rate guide, see what the kind of you know um, kind of semi-agreed upon non-union rate would be, and you could see where you are in that. I think for a lot of people, myself personally, that takes the pressure off having to quote what am I worth, and it puts me quoting what the value of that job is worth, and that's much easier for myself. I find that much easier. I think a lot of people have much easier saying, oh well, this job is worth this much money, as opposed to well, I've been in the business for you know, 18 months. And if after 18 months, I've only done this number of jobs and my studio may not be, you know, it's, it's hard to place value on ourselves as arts, as artists. 
but it's easier to place value on a product that we have Although, out there in the community. I have to say, I, I agree with all of that, but I also have to say that it is very uh, difficult to figure out what someone was paid for a job through SAG-AFTRA because the amount that you're paid for a commercial anyway is based on the media buy and the amount of times that the commercial aired. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you can see what all those rates are, but you can't, what you can't see is like, what did this person make in total for that commercial? And cause like the only thing you're guaranteed is a session fee until the commercial goes to air. And then depending on what they purchased for the ad buy, whether it's on network TV or cable and how many times it plays on network TV and cable, et cetera, et cetera. That's when you get the total amount for the job, but you don't know that in advance. And when people don't talk about it, you don't realize that like, oh, this person made $50,000 for this one commercial mm -hmm. and they could have been paid $1,500 for uh, if they did it non-union. So, and that's a huge, huge discrepancy, pay discrepancy. Um, and if we don't talk about it, then we don't know. It's so true. It's so true. And, you know, that brings up a question. Do you, I'm just curious about the, what the two of you feel. I'm seeing more and more and more big national jobs that should have all of these, um, you know, that should have the usage listed and they should be six month buyout or 13 week buyout or whatever. And instead they're throwing them out there for in perpetuity and people are accepting those rates. Do you think that's one thing that voice actors could step up and do is don't accept those, don't accept those rates and don't sign in perpetuity? Yeah, absolutely. But I think a lot of that is just that people don't realize that they shouldn't and they don't know why they shouldn't. Right. So that's where the education part comes in, right? Is like, you have to know why you should not accept a commercial job forever. And that's because it creates a product conflict for you in that category forever. So you can never work, if you do an ad for Pepsi and they pay for it in perpetuity, you can technically never do another soft drink ad for all time and eternity, even after you die in perpetuity. Mm -hmm. so, um, so that's why. And a lot of clients don't know why either. They don't realize yes. that they're creating that problem for us. So when you email them, and say like, hey, oh my gosh, I would love to work with you. Thank you so much for this rate. Unfortunately, I for this job, unfortunately, I can't accept jobs in perpetuity because it creates a, a conflict for me in the product category for the rest of my life. Is there any way that we could change the term to two years? Is Do you really need to use it past two years? Because often they're like, oh no, we only want to use it for six months. We just want to have we just don't want to have to come back to you and tell you that we're using it again if we decide to do it again in like two years or something. Yeah, I had a client do that not long ago. They 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 asked for in perpetuity, and I didn't even real I didn't even notice it until I was signing the contract. And I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! I can't. I'm not doing in perpetuity." And he was, "Oh, it's no big deal. I just I just threw it in there because it made my life easier." And I'm like, "Well, it makes my life harder." So is this something that you, so to try to tie this back to Nava, is this something you guys are um, going to speak to? Um, will this be part of kind of this educational aspect of what Nava offers to kind of guide people? Yeah. I mean, you know, we've, we've, we guide people or we, you know, we definitely recommend people look um, kind of self-educate on this. You can look at the GBAA rate guide and look at SAG-AFTRA. Um, and the very first thing, we're, we're, we're getting back to February was a was a crazy month for both of us. Um, but we started with Contracts 101, which is just looking at contracts, understanding what these terms mean in your contract so that you know what to look for. Um, and, you know, this in perpetuity is something that we know very well. But, you know, transformative rights, synthetic, digital clones, doubles, things along those lines are things we need to look out for as well. Um, we're going to our next our next round of contract. Um, webinars are going to, going to be looking at every single individual contract in SAG-AFTRA for, um, from the BO perspective. Um, but, you know, the best thing anybody can do is become familiar with these resources. SAG-AFTRA, you know, the website is very hard to navigate because they have every single contract on there, whether it's, you know, voice actor relevant or not. Um, you know, a little plug for the voiceover resource guide we've put together, um, kind of uh, distilled the most common 
voice um, voiceover rates for SAG after and GBAA and put those on the voice voiceover resource guide.com um, website. And then as we get into this, into more of these contracts, we'll be looking at those as we go through. Um, yeah. And then voiceover resource guide.com before Bio Atlanta, we're launching with a brand new national database website um, that's going to include New York and Chicago and the regional um, uh, network areas as well. That's exciting. I also want to before we before we start tying things up together, can you tell us a little bit about um, not vocal variants and what your goal is, and tell us kind of more about that? Sure, uh, Karen, do you want to take that? Or do you want me to run with that? Sorry, my dogs are barking. Oh, vocal variants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> vocal variants is kind of the like AI synthetic voice. Actually, vocal variants was started. Uh, as just a group of voice actors who were really concerned about where AI and synthetic voice technology was going. And so they just got together and were like, we need to do something about this. Um, Sissy Jones is now a board member of NAVA and Vocal Variants is now a part of NAVA. Um, and so uh, as of today. it's basically, as of today, officially. So it's basically our kind of AI synthetic voice committee that is helping us navigate uh, everything that that goes on with that technology. Awesome. So yep. <laughs> we everybody should go bookmark that site, pay attention, listen. Yep. You also have some information on Nava site. Are those two going to merge or will they stay uh, will it stay a standalone no, site? They, they are done. Everything, uh, the entire vocal variant site has been moved over to Nava um, as of today. So you can go to the synth, the synth AI page on Nava, we have um, a glossary of terms. We have the AI writer as well as sample contracts on there, um, as well as on the first page are laid out our our goals and six um, kind of our six pillars that we're that we're that we want to see put into contracts for AI synthetic voices um, going forward. That uh, local variants um, kind of brainstormed to put together for that and created that we're building our AI writer off of. Um, as well as um, some information on how synthetic voices are made and what text-to-speech is and what speech-to-speech and uh, various other parts of, of, the, of that side of the industry that everybody should be familiar with, um, at least informed about, um, is up there. Um, the Vocal Variance site is still, um, still online, but probably later tonight or tomorrow will um, we'll be redirected directly to the, to the uh, Nava page. And can we go back real quick and yeah. just touch on the voiceover resource guide? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Voiceover Resource Guide. It's the um, the industry's oldest printed publication, been around since 1988. Um, during COVID, it kind of went into hibernation. It had been uh, recently sold and repurchased right at the end of 2019. So the new owners had put out one edition in 2020 in January and hadn't put one out. Um, they wanted to keep it alive. And so they reached out to Jay Preston, um, who reached out to me, um, and we took it over in uh, March, uh, March, April of last year, and uh, put out a new um, put out a, a new edition in June of last year, and then the last um, probably since the last eight or nine months, we've been working on a, a brand new rebuild of the site. If anybody would like to check a preview, you can go to vorg.world to see a little preview of what the new the new site's going to look like. Um, it's going to have. I'm trying to make it as the most comprehensive database we can for voice actors, um, starting in the U.S. There's a map search feature which you can go to, which will show you every single listing on a on a map, so you can kind of zoom into where you are, as well as a um, a mega grid feature which lets you sort every single listing by certain features. So if you're looking for a studio that has a 416 and Source Connect and is COVID compliant or SEG after approved, you can click those options and it will filter down um, and show you all the studios that fall into those categories. Wow. That's incredible. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's 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 gonna, it's gonna be pretty cool. It's it's um, we're really excited about it. Um, you know what we've we've got a lot of a um, lot of partners and sponsors who are helping us kind of bring this bring this to life. And um, you know it's it's a phenomenal resource that I I used for years as a voice actor. And if anybody hasn't used it, uh, it's been primarily LA based, but our you know our we are expanding to make it New York and uh, New York Chicago and uh, regionals, meaning South. Um, and Pacific Northwest, um, but it's you know it, it's it's a it's an ever evolving living document, and the site's going to grow and and fill in over time. Um, you know as as it 
once it launches, it'll, it'll just continue to grow. That's awesome. I also want to just throw a little shout out to your VO Weekly Workout, which I love. The VO, it's VOWW.com. VOWeeklyworkout.com. Okay. Yep. And um, if you've never participated in that, it's fabulous. And um, Vocation, Karen Guilfrey and Jamie Muffet, you're not part of Vocation. Um, Even if you don't go to the conference like me, I'm still, I'm, I'm going to want the next one. I'm going to find a way, but uh, you can find tons of great information through their podcast and their uh, yep. Facebook group. And so, um, and we also, um, we just announced that we're doing our virtual conference again, evocation in September. Oh, so sweet. if you don't feel like you want to go to Cancun or wherever the next one will be, um, you don't, you can still get amazing, wonderful information from the comfort of your own home and zoom in with everybody who is attending and it's a really fun time. It's, it's like, it's, it's a fun time. Yeah. Awesome. All right. NJ, you want to tie it all up? I do. So we have pretty much made it an hour and this is exactly what we needed. This is what we hoped it would be that you would provide information. We've had over 93 people join us tonight. Mm -hmm. So hopefully you will see an uptick in some (laughs) Nava membership now that we're learning a little more and a reminder that Karen and Tim, not only as speakers um, uh, at VO Atlanta, but they will be there as Nava reps as well. So if you have additional questions, you can ask them. Thank you both again for joining us. Before you go, we like to ask our guests three for fun questions, a little James Lipton style. Now we asked Tim last time. So Karen, you get them this time. Okay. What singer, band, or composer are you enjoying right now? Oh my gosh. I was just having a conversation Ooh. with Tim about how I never listen to None. music because it's, <laughs> because it is uh, like distracting to my brain and I can't do anything else when I listen to music. <laughs> Which but is funny I will because give a plug. He, he said, a, yeah, he said he didn't listen to podcasts and we were like, wait, what? Like where anyway. Oh yeah. I listen to podcasts. <laughs> I love podcasts, but I will give a shout out to my incredibly talented brother who uh, has a band called Neil Francis. They have 3 million or maybe 3.5 million monthly Spotify listens. They're wow. like really awesomely legit. It's the greatest chill music. Um, yeah, and the band is called Neil Francis. You'll see a guy who's the lead singer who looks like has my face, but on a man. That's okay. my brother. Neil well, Tim, Tim I've saw, seen him Tim, live. I know yeah. Tim came in uh, to a concert with me once. Yep. All right, I all put right, a link well, in the chat. Y'all all go and follow follow him. Neil for Oh, thank you. Thank you, AB. So the second question is what podcast have you been listening to lately if you do? Well, I listen to a lot of true crime. <laughs> I oh, listen I to <laughs> I listen to the 2020 and Dateline podcasts like all the time. Um and yeah. I like it. It's good. It helps me with my like oxygen murder show narration. <laughs> love it. I love it. Inspiration. Yeah. And the last question is, what is your favorite dessert? Oh, uh, probably creme brulee. Oh, I'm in. I'm in. Me too. Good <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> we need a creme brulee party at Vio Atlanta. Yeah. Yes. Let's okay. Do it. So quick, funny story. Uh, did, did any of you guys watch the cheesy Emily in Paris show? Yeah. Okay. The the um very eccentric designer guy, he was very frustrated and upset because things didn't go well. And when she walked in, he was literally had a spoon and just cracking the sugar shell on, on just a tray of creme brulee. And that was his his way of processing. It sounds like my kind of processing. <laughs> it was just crack, crack, crack. All right. Back to you, A.B. All right. I thought for a second I'd muted myself. So we I can't tell you guys how much we appreciate you being here and joining us. And thank you again to everybody in our audience. We love you all. I'm seeing some repeat people. Thank you for being here. And also all of the new people who joined us tonight. Um, if we just want to remind you before we go that Booth Besties has grown to two nights a week. So Mondays and Thursdays, Mondays are really geared towards the, the working voiceover pro and Thursdays are more your VO 101, which doesn't mean that it wouldn't be applicable to a VO pro. And it doesn't mean that 
Monday nights wouldn't be great for beginners, but that's really where they're geared, just so you know that in advance. Same time, same place. And JT? Well, we're excited to share that next Monday, our guest speaker is VO coach, sound engineer, and friend of ours, Dan Friedman. Dan is going to be digging into all things audio. And I know that whether you are new or you've been in this business for 15, 20 years, there are questions. So if you have questions, head over to boothbesties.com, submit those questions, and we'll make sure to ask them in our interview next week with Dan. Let's keep the conversation going. Make sure to connect with each of us on LinkedIn and follow VOBB on Facebook. If you joined us a little late and you want to catch the beginning of the show or you weren't able to join us at all tonight, you can catch tonight's episode and all of the previous anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thank you all for being here and good night. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of VO Booth Besties. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Well, pretty much anywhere they're playing podcasts. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook so we can keep the conversation going. Video Booth Besties. Yeah, it's a thing. thing.